This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the July 25th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Some University of Michigan medical students walked out of the white coat ceremony because the doctor addressing the group was pro-life, even though the speaker had not started talking and was not thought to be giving a speech on abortion. If the doctor were pro-choice, should other students have walked out? Should the same rules apply if speakers are on the opposite side of other issues? More talk of Democrats running a liberal primary challenger to Senator Manchin when he is up for re-election in 2024. I'm sure Republicans in the heavily Republican state of West Virginia are salivating at that thought. Ukraine reports that the U.S. supplied HIMARS rocket system has destroyed 50 Russian ammo depots in the last month. I'm guessing that is pissing the Russians off. The Federal Reserve is expected to make another significant interest rate increase in efforts to fight inflation. That increases the chance of a recession. I think inflation is like taking meth. Best not to go down that road. Once you do, it takes significant measures to get it under control, and those measures can be painful. Taiwan had a practice air raid drill. Yeah, things are serious if your country feels they have to practice for an enemy air attack. I read that a Google engineer was fired for speaking to folks outside the company and saying Google's new artificial intelligence program was sentient. I had to look up what sentient was. Google denies the program is sentient. If you don't know what sentient is, you too will have to look it up. The World Health Organization declared monkeypox a public health emergency, with 16,000 cases reported worldwide and 3,000 in the United States. Surprisingly, no deaths reported so far in the United States. I thought it was quite deadly based on early reporting. Moving on. The polls suggest that in a presidential race today between Trump and Biden, that Trump would win by a bit. I think a campaign could change that, but that is what real clear politics average of polls suggests. Further, the polls suggest that Trump would dominate in the Republican 2024 primary. Dominate. I could see Trump winning in a mini-candidate primary because the non-Trump voters would be split amongst many alternatives, but I don't see Trump dominating in a one-on-one -on -one battle with DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or some others. But I am let, letting my opinion and personal feelings overwhelm the observable facts. Question for Republicans. Why? Why would you go for a person with serious personal flaws when good candidates of better moral character exist? Democrats don't get too excited by that question. Dems put up morally challenged Hillary in 2016 and morally challenged and stupid Biden in 2020. But Republicans have a deeper bench and don't have to go the Trump route. Why is he dominating? Respond on Twitter if you would. I am truly curious. I have my own idea. I was a never-Trumper in the Republican primary, though I certainly voted for Trump in the general. At a small party about six months into Trump's term, a friend asked the group how our views had changed towards Trump after six months. I said I had become much more supportive of him and felt it was because of my reactions to the awful, unfair, and lying press coverage. You can argue that is not a reasonable way to assess Trump, and you may be right, but I was drinking. 
Anyway, I wonder if the last year or more of press coverage has others reacting the same way. And to be honest, that is true for me. The following is the best way I can put it. It is tough for morally bankrupt people to play the morally bankrupt card. I see the press and leading Democrats playing the morally bankrupt card against Trump with some validity. But since they are morally bankrupt, it doesn't quite work. Newt Gingrich was on Fox News and asked about Democrat attempts to help further right candidates win 2022 Republican primaries, thinking Democrats would have a better chance of beating them in the general election. Gingrich said he thought Democrats were playing with fire as the further right Republican candidates might get elected. Gingrich sees Republicans picking up 40 to 70 House seats and five to six Senate seats. Biden's approval ratings are low and the generic congressional ballot favors Republicans. Further, with inflation and other issues, he sees a wave election that will be apparent in October. My guess is that this will be a wave election, but I don't see anywhere the, near the numbers Gingrich is forecasting. Democrats only hold a slim lead in the House, and it is a tie in the Senate. There are not the number of vulnerable Democrats available to be picked off. Further, the one-third of the senators who are running this year are by and large a safe group for Democrats. In the Senate, I think we could stay tied or it could change by one senator seat either way. I linked to an interesting article by Dr. Rob Pearl titled, How Dangerous is COVID-19 Now? It came out today. I found it because I was trying to understand who is dying now from COVID. Has the profile changed from the old with many COVID morbidities? I never quite got that answer, but here are a few factoids from this article. Dr. Pearl estimates the case fatality rate is at 0.04%. If you get COVID, you probably won't die. He arrives at that number by multiplying total known cases by seven, because the CDC estimates there are seven times more cases than are reported. While the current Omicron mutant is very transmissible, he says it is not as deadly, partly because it does not attack the lungs as aggressively. Plus, while our immunity may have dropped from a previous infection, it still may be helpful in preventing hospitalization and death. The good doctor's comments on long COVID are scary. He says 10 to 30% of folks who get COVID may get long COVID and that the researchers are not sure why the vaccine does not seem to help against long COVID, quote, as much as they expected, end quote. Long COVID rates dropped to 3.3% by three months. One of the long COVID symptoms are brain fog. How will we know if Biden gets brain fog? Good news is that if you are vaccinated, you are three times less likely to get COVID and five times less likely if you have been boosted. The good doctor has an interesting discussion on whether one should get that second booster now or wait until the new and improved vaccine is available in the fall, the one that might work against the newer variants and last longer. I don't give medical advice, so best if you read the link. Years ago, I read a book on Napa Valley, the wine mecca of the United States. A theme of the book was that changes to zoning helped to save Napa from being turned into San Francisco suburbs. I thought of that after reading the linked Barron's article by Lisa Belfast that a golfing buddy shared with me. It is titled, A Food Shortage That Could Be Coming Even in the United States. I gleaned two points from the article. 
First, due to higher input costs, ranchers are selling off their cows. In Texas, hay, which normally is $45 for a roll and sometimes $120, is now $220. With the sell-off, meat prices may be okay for a while and then will jump when supplies become scarce. Second is that solar companies are turning farmland into solar farms. Solar farms that cannot also produce food. As we subsidize solar, we might think about the effect that will have on food prices. Everybody is green until they pay more at the grocery store or at the gas pump. Kind of like how boxer Mike Tyson used to say everybody had a plan on how to beat him until they got punched in the mouth. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.